Cole Komet did a fine job for the Chicago Bears this season, but Ryan Poles is in a great position this offseason to add even more at tight end to improve that supporting cast around Justin Fields. You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Bears. You can like Locked On Bears on Facebook. Join the Locked On Bears Facebook group for even more Bears talk. And make sure you hit that subscribe button on the Locked On Bears YouTube channel to keep up with all of our video podcasts as well. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen today. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. On the show today, we look at the present and future of the tight end position in Chicago. Not a knock on Cole Komet in any way, shape, or form. We'll reflect on the, the progress he made in 2022, but also look at the opportunity the Bears have this offseason to add even more at tight end, because why not? You know, you keep two, three, four, sometimes in the past five of them on the roster, and the Bears really are only getting something from one of them consistently. This offseason happens to be a pretty, a pretty decent time to add something else there that can give the Bears even something more that maybe they were missing with what they've previously had at tight end. I apologize in advance. You might be able to hear a little bit in my voice. I'm on the, I'm on the beginning or on the light end of being a little bit under the weather, a little bit congested here, but it's not too disruptive at this point, and I'm hoping... By the time the weekend is over, I'll be back closer to 100%, but I'll apologize in advance if at some point I trip over my words a little bit more or get a little gunked up or whatever it might be. But hey, we're powering through here. The Bears talk does not stop for you. And I want to make it clear that when we talk about adding more at tight end, it's it's not about Cole Komet not doing enough, right? This was This was a season that marked progress for him. I mean, of course... You can see it most clearly, I think, in the touchdowns that he scored this season. I mean, he was the Bears' leading receiver overall, led the team in catches, receiving yards, and, of course, touchdowns with seven of them this year, which was individually then a career high in that regard. 50 catches, 550, 544 yards with those seven scores. And it felt, it felt like, see, there you go. I warned you about it. It felt like this was progress for him, that he matured a little bit more into that role. It certainly helped that the Bears actually gave him more red zone target and red zone opportunities. That was something in the Nagy era that just, he didn't get thrown the ball very much in that area of the field. And now the, the that Luke Getze was more inclined to make him more of a red zone weapon. You know, it's, you can certainly notice that it wasn't a career high in catches or yards. It was a decline in catches and yards this year compared to last year. I don't know that that's a complete and accurate reflection of Cole Komet's level of play. I think, you know, he had a lot fewer targets and then a lot fewer catches. His yards per catch were actually up this season. And so presumably if he had had more targets, he would have had more catches and more yards. It's just something, you know, it's part of the 
part of the Bears offense as a whole struggling a little bit more. So, like, yes, he was the Bears' leading receiver, but he wasn't a guy that really, you know, dominates or takes over, right? That's not the kind of player that he is. He had two games over 70 yards receiving and, and one other game over 50. But, you know, generally this season it was two, three, or four catches for 20, 30, or 40 yards. And that's fine. It's a solid contribution from a tight end. But it does leave you the opportunity to add more, right? That you can get more out of other players at that position. It's not fully saturated at the tight end position. I was encouraged by the flashes that we saw of even more from Cole Komet, particularly that one-handed catch that he made up the seam. I can't remember against what team that was off the top of my head, but those plays, it's like, wow. I didn't realize Cole Komet was fully capable of doing something like that. And I thought he showed us more as a player after the catch this season. He's not going to mistake you as a speed guy, right? You're not, you're not going to think all of a sudden he's going to become somebody who just runs away from everybody on the field. But I thought he was a little bit more physical after the catch, ran over more guys, and seemed to show some progress in that area as well. It's why he's a likely candidate for a contract extension this offseason. And I think the Bears should give him a contract extension this offseason. I'm not going to pay him like a top tight end, but, but certainly at a reasonable salary, he's a guy that deserves to stick around as a player that's versatile and has some value at that tight end position. We heard the Bears coaching staff, or was it Ryan Poles? I think it was Ryan Poles. Specifically, praise Cole Komet as a guy that stood out to him this season. I do wonder just how close we are to Cole Komet's ceiling. You know, how much more can you squeeze out of him than we've seen the last two years? You know, is he always going to be a 60-catch, 600-yard guy with a good couple of handfuls of touchdowns in there? I think that's perfectly fine. I mean, in terms of tight end receiving yards this season, I think he finished 16th. Overall, let me double check that as I walk you through this live along the path here. 14th in receiving yards among tight ends this season. And that feels about right for him, right? He's not a, he's certainly not a top five tight end. We can have a debate about top 10 tight ends. And I don't want to debate like, let's rank our 10 and see where he fits in there. But he's certainly a top 15 guy. And that's, that's solid. That's great. But why not add even more at tight end? Why not get more out of the other tight ends that you're already going to add up? They are already going to have on the roster that can also maybe even make Cole Komet's job that much easier. We'll kind of look more at this idea of how another tight end might fit into this Bears roster. And then we'll look at some of the options available to the Bears this offseason next on Locked on Bears. The Locked on Bears podcast is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more effectively by, by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. I actually was just sitting on a hiring committee at work, and it's really opened my eyes to this process of really having to go through candidates and making sure that they're the right guy, the right people for your job, and they have the right skills and not just some of the right experience, but not really the right thing exactly that you're looking for. And LinkedIn Jobs makes it so much easier to quickly attract qualified candidates to your job with their targeting tools that go beyond their resume data and use insights from your job post, your company, and the 875 million member profiles on LinkedIn. 
It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I really feel like there's an untapped opportunity for the Chicago Bears to get more out of mainly their number two tight end or get out of more out of the tight end position beyond Cole Komet. You think about especially this past season, right? The number two and number three tight end on this roster, which I guess did change throughout the course of the year with Javon Wesco kind of stepping into a bigger role and Ryan Griffin kind of flaming out. I mean, it, it was almost a joke, right? I mean, they were almost wasted roster spots. They came in and blocked sometimes, and they came in and caught the occasional check down pass. But it was always like, it wasn't guys you you like were thrilled around the field. It was like, okay, they kind of need another blocker and kind of need to just show a heavier formation to get the opposing defense into a certain personnel. But why not utilize that spot as someone that you want on the field? I mean, we know your number three tight end is never going to be a guy that you really want on the field. We can be realistic here. But there is an opportunity to get another tight end that can be more of a difference maker than the likes of Ryan Griffin and, and Trevon Wesco and some of the other guys we've seen as Chicago Bears number two tight ends in recent years. When you think about Cole Komet, he's more of that in-line tight end, that blocking tight end, that Y tight end on the line of scrimmage that can also be a good receiver, right? But he's that big-bodied on the line of scrimmage tight end that's versatile, that can block, can be big, can be physical, can also catch passes, but isn't going to be the athletic pass-catching freak. He'll be reliable, but not the playmaker of sorts at the tight end position. And I can't help but feel like getting a more dynamic pass catcher to pair with him could be really good for this offense. Like what I think we wanted Jimmy Graham to be, but like not 45 years old and like actually dynamic and not just a guy who used to be dynamic a decade ago. Ideally, you want that player to also be able to block a little bit too, to not be a complete liability as a blocker, that when you do put him on the line of scrimmage, either next to Cole Komet or opposite Cole Komet, that opposing defenses at least have to respect his blocking ability. You know, you can't expect the guy to be a dynamic pass-catching receiver and a top-end blocking tight end. I mean, like, George Kittle can do that. That's about it, right? I mean, there's not very many guys that are truly great at both. But you don't want them to be Jimmy Graham, where they're, at times they're just kind of useless lining up at that spot. They also You also can't expect them to be Kyle Pitts, you know, just the absolute freak athlete at tight end. There's just not, there's just not that many guys that can really run that well at that size. But you do want them to be a little bit more of a mismatch because Cole Komet's a guy that, you know, he's just, he's not going to create great separation, say, as a route runner. He's not a guy who's going to be matched up with a linebacker and just like run away from that beat, like head and shoulders faster than the linebacker that's matched up with them. You know, a lot of times it ends up being 
either he finds a space open in zones where he's just, you know, going to have the space created by the play calling and by the opponent coverage, or it's going to be a contested catch situation where the coverage is there and he just needs to be bigger and stronger and make the play. And it would be nice to have a tight end that can be a mismatch, more of a mismatch, because Komet is still a mismatch for linebackers and some safeties that are not very good in coverage. I don't want this to be anti-Komet, but get you a guy that they feel like they can't put a linebacker on. Get a guy where it it is that mismatch where a cornerback is going to be too small, but a linebacker is going to be too slow. And they're look, you need to either have a Roquan Smith type or some kind of safety that can match up in man-to-man coverage one-on-one against a big-bodied tight end. It's hard to defend those types of players. There's only so many of them out there, and it's not easy to acquire them. But I do think there is an opportunity this offseason to do so, and we're going to get into a few of those guys in a minute. But like, I just think when you look at the free agent class as a whole, we've talked about it before, and we're going to talk about it more this offseason. This is not a wide receiver class that you get really excited about as free agents. And this is even without any of these guys having been re-signed to new contracts up to this point. Like your top receivers on the free agent market are like Jacoby Myers from the New England Patriots, Juju Smith-Schuster from the Kansas City Chiefs, Alan Lazard from the Packers, Darius Slayton from the Giants. I mean, it's not a group that you're going to go out and make a big upgrade for the Bears wide receiving core in free agency. You can add a rotational player, you can add some depth there, but you're not going to see a, a big-time playmaker there but the Bears also just need pass catchers regardless of position and when you have the money that the Bears do you know it might feel like a luxury to add another pass catching tight end but when you don't have enough talent at wide receiver and you just need pass catchers it does feel like more of a need in that regard you don't specifically need a tight end but you do specifically need pass catchers And if they happen to be listed at tight end and be a quote-unquote tight end, that's okay because you just aren't going to be able to spend that same money at wide receiver to provide quite that same ability here. We also see offensive coordinator Luke Getze early in the season look like he wanted to go more to tight ends on on his offensive formations. And, you know, Ryan Griffin was playing a bit more early on in the year and then kind of fell off from there as they realized a little bit more of what they had and didn't have at that position and ended up having to go a little more wide receiver heavy. And I think they also adapted a little bit more to to Justin Fields that way. But it just seems like Luke Etsy is a guy who would know what to do and would want to have an additional tight end that can be a a pass-catching threat in addition to all the other ways they want to utilize that position, pairing them with Cole Komet. So we'll take a closer look at some of the options that will be available this offseason and why if some of these guys do end up hitting in free agency and, and becoming available, I'd be hard pressed to pass on all of them and not at least bring in one of these potential pass catching tight ends next on locked on bears. We here at locked on bears are really excited about our new partners fan duel sports book because they're the number one sports book in America. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads and player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same game parlays, particularly when we're in the playoff stages right now. You know, you don't have a rooting interest in in any of these teams. But if you put a little money down on one of them, all of a sudden these championship games 
really matter a little bit more and are that much more exciting to tune into. And it's all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. New customers can join today and get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Seriously, it's that easy. You place a $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose. You just have to go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports book partner of the NFL. I'm a lot more excited about the free agent tight end options this offseason, this free agency, than the free agent wide receiver options. And again, we can acknowledge that a very good pass catching tight end does not replace the need for a true number one wide receiver with this group. But if you think of a good pass catching tight end who can be a big slot receiver or et cetera, all of a sudden they can become a number three, maybe even a, a number two type option in your offense, depending on which guy you get, what kind of ceiling you have and how many opportunities that they give them. And I was talking to a friend of the show, Brian Perez, Brian Perez NFL on Twitter, big draft, big Bears draft guy, and he's got BearsTalk.com. He's doing a great job covering the Bears over there. And he and I were talking about top free agent targets just in general. And I put Evan Ingram in my top five as a guy that I just think would be so much fun to see in Chicago and would make a big difference in this Bears offense. And if Jacksonville is willing to, doesn't re-sign him and, and lets him test free agency here, I would be very quick to negotiate with him and try and bring him into Chicago because he's that he's that pass catching weapon mismatch a, a tight end who makes plays after the catch who makes guys miss who you can't cover with a linebacker and can't quite cover with a cornerback either he's not going to be a thousand yard guy every season but he's a guy who Jacksonville finally like showed how to utilize in the right way compared to how he was being used with the New York Giants early in his career and he really showed why he was a first-round pick that way and showed that his previous team just wasn't really sure properly how to use him. And he's a guy who, again, is going to be a lot more of a of a receiver type, but it's not going to be totally abysmal in the blocking game. I mean, he's not a guy that you're going to want to leave in like pass protection all the time. You want to use his strength properly. But he can move some guys in the ground game at times. He's not a complete liability in either area. But it's not a strength, right? I'm not trying to sugarcoat it and say he's great there. But like he can, he's not just a wide receiver disguised as a tight end. He does have some additional value that way. And I just think he's exactly what you look for in that position. A 4-4 speed guy, but he's, you know, 6'3", 240 pounds and would be a really great complement to what the Bears have already with Cole Komet. If Ingram's not available, you know, I wonder if a guy like Mike Giusecki from the Miami Dolphins might be a... More, you know, a consolation prize there. Didn't seem to really be a good fit in the Mike McDaniel offense, which I was a little surprised they didn't just like find a way to make it work with him. But, you know, they like more of the George Kittle, Cole Komet types in that in that scheme. But I, And I know the Bears run a similar scheme, but I feel like Luke Getze can come in and just, you know, you, you adapt the scheme more to the players that you have in the same way that they certainly ran a different version of that offense for Justin Fields then they ran, then they're running for Brock Purdy right now with the 49ers, or even Tua Tungavailoa with the Miami Dolphins. And so, what I like about Giuseppe is that he becomes a free agent here potentially, because it seems like Miami doesn't particularly want him. 
And he's also coming off of a down year for him. He's more of a buy low candidate at this time. He did have five touchdowns, but only 362 yards after being consistently a 700 plus yard guy the last couple of seasons. He can be a playmaker at tight end. I don't think he's quite as dynamic of an athlete as Evan Ingram by comparison. I think he's a little bit bigger and a little bit slower, but I still think he offers a dynamic that the Bears don't have there. Another guy that not going to be at, at top of the market exactly at this stage of his career, but I still think offers this type of skill set in a way that I would like to see in Chicago is Austin Hooper, formerly of uh, started his career with the Falcons, spent a couple of years with the Browns, and then spent this last season on the Tennessee Titans. I remember he was a guy at one point in free agency that was linked to the Bears. I don't know if that was earlier this year. I'm getting my years mixed up. If it was last offseason or if it was the year between Atlanta and Cleveland. But I remember there being offseason rumors, speculation reports, linking some Bears interest in Austin Hooper. But it might have been the previous regime. But regardless, you know, he's still only, what, 28, 29, not quite up to Yeah, he just turned 28 during the season. So he's not old yet, but he's been around the block a little bit. And you know what you're getting with Austin Hooper at this stage of his career. Again, big, fast, strong, maybe not quite Evan Ingram 4-4 fast at this stage of his career, but a guy that I, I like as a compliment to Cole Komet, that you can move in the slot, can play out wide, can offer you a lot of different things as a receiver at tight end, and still not a total complete liability as a blocker, even if it's not as good as you might want at that position. The last guy that I, I, we just can't rule out because of the connection to the coaching staff is Robert Tanyan from the Green Bay Packers. I mean, he's built much more in the Cole Komet mold, and I don't know that the Bears will want to invest a big contract in another tight end, especially if they're going to extend Cole Komet this offseason. And I don't know exactly what kind of value Robert Tanyan's going to corral on the free agent market. It's not going to be top of the market by any means, but... Still, he's not that much more different from Cole Komet, but he's a guy who's very familiar with this scheme, having worked with Luke Getze in Green Bay. And Green Bay's in such financial straits right now that, you know, they might not have the type of money to re-sign Tanyan and might have to make sacrifices in some way. Like, I do think Tanyan's a little bit faster, a little bit more lean in that way. He's built a little bit more in that role, but I, also, I think of him also as a guy who's still a, a pretty good blocker in that sense and a little bit more of an inline guy. But but I, but I just think, why not make your number two tight end better than the sort of journeyman veteran minimum types that the Bears have had, even if, even if they're not the dynamic speed tight end exactly the way Evan Ingram or Kyle Pitts type are. Just get me a better number two tight end because you can have more production from that position and you have the salary cap space to do it, and you have an offensive coordinator who showed a propensity to want to have multiple tight ends more involved on the field in this offense. It's a similar thing we talked about at running back, where it would be really nice to get a running back in this offense that's a more effective pass catcher because you just need more pass catchers, and you don't need to spend a lot of money at running back because you already have talent at running back. But if you have the money and there's a player available that you like that fits that role, that fills that need, where the position itself isn't a need, but maybe that role that happens to come from that position, but really the role is pass catcher, playmaker, weapon for Justin Fields. 
all of a sudden it becomes more of a need, less of a luxury, and more worth the investment at that position, and is not necessarily supposed to be a negative reflection of what you already have at that spot. We'd love to hear what you think about what the Bears should do with the tight end position. Let us know in the comments on the Lockdown Bears YouTube video, or of course you can tweet us at Lockdown Bears. You can post in the Lockdown Bears Facebook group for even more of that Bears talk. Just make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to the podcast. That's going to be the best way to make sure you're keeping up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Thanks for making the Lockdown Bears podcast your first listen today. If you're looking for your second listen, check out Locked On NFL as we break down the league from the league-wide perspective. It's a rotating cast of hosts here on the Locked On Podcast Network. They're going to have you all set for all the playoff games this weekend and recap all the biggest storylines out of both championship games. So go check out Locked On NFL. Come on back for another episode of Locked On Bears on Monday. And of course, you have to come on back for your next opportunity to bear down. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.